Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. In the wake of recent developments surrounding the U.S. budget resolution, my guest today will explain how you can determine whether now might be the right time to consider harvesting your capital gains. Joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to Top of the Morning, Justin Waring, Investment Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Justin, the timing of our conversation at works out well. I was actually catching up recently with our colleague Shane Lieberman from the UBS U.S. Office of Public Policy on the Washington Weekly podcast. Shane did mention how we could be just a few days away from the effective date for a higher capital gains tax rate. I know this is an item in focus for our listeners, our clients. So Justin, it might be helpful if you can reinforce, summarize what changes are likely to be made. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. Uh, one of the most uh, urgent changes is a proposed increase in the capital gains tax, um, and that's because Congress might make it effective um, starting as early as the week of 6th September, which is just a week away. Um, and so investors have to consider, you know, whether whether it makes sense to really lock in any capital gains taxes at the current rate um, in the next few days, or whether it's better to hold off and defer those capital gains into the future with the risk that they might be uh, realizing those capital gains at a higher tax rate. Um, and so the, the proposed change appears to be an increase in the highest marginal tax rate for capital for long-term capital gains from effectively 23.8% today, because it's 20% plus 3.8% for the net investment income tax, to a new rate of 31.8%. So that would be a new top rate of 28% plus 3.8% for the net investment income tax. Okay, so Justin, thank you for that context. So there is potentially here a, a call for action for our listeners, our clients, and I, I do want to tie in a blog you recently authored, Should You Harvest Capital Gains at Today's Rate? This is part three of what is an ongoing blog series. So maybe, Justin, we can unpack this a bit. How does your team think about deciding to realize capital gains taxes today or in the future? Yeah, it's it's not it's not quite so clear cut as just comparing the two rates. And there's a couple of variables we need to put in, put into, into perspective here. The first is that while we don't know the exact proposal Congress is going to make, this new higher tax rate is likely only going to affect income, you know, realized capital gains above $400,000 a year. The current top tax bracket for a couple uh, filing jointly uh, is at $496,601. Only gains above that amount of taxable income are currently subject to the 23.8% tax rate. And it's likely that um, some somewhere, a threshold al- along those lines will be uh, applied to this new uh, 31.8% tax rate. And so that's the first thing to remember is that You know, we're only talking about a higher tax rate on that upper echelon of gains. Uh, And that's important because if you only make $500,000 of taxable income, this is going to increase your taxes by a few dollars. If you make a million dollars of taxable income, this could increase your tax rate, your effective tax rate by about 3%. um, Because it's only affecting that last half of your income, only about half of the higher rate affects, you know, you're only affected by the dollars that fit into that last bracket. All right. The other thing to remember is that if you pay capital gains taxes today, those tax dollars are no longer growing in your account. And so 
um, if you're able to defer the gain into the future, even if you end up paying a higher tax rate, you could have more after-tax wealth. And so we need to ha- we need to do a break-even analysis based on your expected holding period and uh, the the growth rate of your investments in order to figure out whether the growth on those tax dollars will outpace the rise in the tax rate. Um, and 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 I think that's the first place to start is to ask yourself, you know, how how much how many of my dollars are going to fall into this new tax bracket at this new rate? Um, are there any things that I can do to defer capital gains so that I'm not in that bracket over the next couple of years? Um, and and then doing an evaluation about is your holding period long enough um, to to outpace the rise in tax rate? So th- there's a lot here to consider, Justin. I'm sure we have listeners right now thinking to themselves, well, where do I fit in here? So who should realize capital gains today, Justin, and who should defer? So as a general rule of thumb, if you're planning to realize capital gains in the next four to 10 years, so you've got a very large cash outflow from your portfolio that you need to make, and you've got unrealized capital gains in the assets that you intend to sell, then you're a like then you're a likely candidate for uh, realizing capital gains in the next week to try to lock in the current rate. However, if you have carry forward losses, carry forward capital losses, um, that might reduce your the impact of taxes on you anyway. And um, also, if you even if you're in this situation where you're going to have to realize capital gains in the next four to ten years, if there's a possibility that you might fall into a lower tax bracket in any tax year during that time frame, then those would also be reasons uh, not to consider it. But if you if you don't fall into those exception categories and you do need to, to realize large capital gains in the next four to 10 years, and you have the opportunity to pull the trigger in the next few days, which is not going to be true for business owners or, or investors with, with highly illiquid investments, um, then you should contact your financial advisor and your tax advisor urgently to just start the discussion about whether it makes sense to realize capital gains taxes today. Okay, well, that clarity, Justin, very helpful. So I I have to ask, we've covered capital gains. Are there any other tax increases, Justin, likely to be part of the budget resolution that we should be mindful of? Yes. So um, we don't know all of the details because we've got got the, the proposals put forth by uh, President Biden during the presidential campaign. We have um, congressional proposals in the House and congressional proposals in the Senate. And those two chambers don't always agree on what they want to do. Um, and so, you know, we're going to find some more information out probably in the next few weeks. Uh, that's, that's, that's when we should find out the effective date and the, the initial proposals. We won't know the full details until a final bill is passed by both chambers and they're reconciled together and put on the desk of President Biden. Um, and that, that could very well be months and months and months from now. But a few of the things that we think might be changing in addition to the capital gains tax are, um, you know, an increase in the ordinary income tax rate. So the highest income earners are currently taxed at, uh, you know, the last dollar of their income is taxed at 37%. That was lowered in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act temporarily. It's already set to go back to 39.6% at the end of 2025. Um, so that is likely to be accelerated by this tax bill. That's number one. Uh, number two is there, there are changes that could be coming down the pike for uh, state and local tax deductions. So there was also a cap on state and local tax deductions 
Uh, it seems to be a very important issue for many Democratic House members. Um, and so there's a $10,000 cap on that that might be uh, lifted. So possible tax relief for some investors, um, as well as a change into in the in the treatment of state taxes and the step up in cost basis when you pass away and your and your assets pass through through your estate to your heirs. Um, currently, there's a quite a large um, uh, amount of capital that you're able to to pass to your heirs through the lifetime gift and tax exemptions. And uh, anything that's not subject to that estate tax will receive a step up in cost basis at the end of your life, which means that some capital gains can be fully avoided. Um, Congress and President Biden have both proposed a number of different changes to those limits, uh, changes to, to perhaps put a cap on how much of your uh, cost basis can, can be stepped up. Um, and, and that means that it's possible that either your heirs will, will retain the unrealized capital gains from your lifetime, or it's also possible that, um, this, that your death may trigger capital gains tax realization, uh, leaving your heirs with, with a big tax bill that we would need to, to find a solution to offset using life insurance or other strategies. So, Justin, from the sounds of it, there is some runway ahead of us before this comes to fruition and still quite a few unknowns out there, though it's always helpful to be proactive, uh, speak with your advisor, map out a plan. Are there any other steps investors should be taking right now to get ahead of these tax changes? So I would say for most people... Um, given the criteria that we talked about before, and the most urgent item is to, is to think about capital gains taxes going higher because the effective date is likely to, 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 to come to pass far before the final bill is decided. Um, it is a good idea to talk to your financial advisor about whether that does make sense to, to realize capital gains. In my experience, most investors are going to be better off deferring capital gains, uh, allowing the portfolio to continue growing, uh, but even if it means that they eventually they'll pay a higher tax rate, that will still help them get more after-tax growth in their portfolio. So I think, you know, just just to put a little bit of context around this conversation, I don't think that many investors, even wealthy families, uh, are going to be better off making an urgent dash to the exit for their investments to reset capital gains uh, cost basis today. Um, so, but but however, there are some some things that I think are maybe more important to start the process on, even if they're not as urgent. And, and one ma- major one of those is um, to, to talk to your family and your financial advisor about accelerating lifetime gifting. Um, we do know that we've got a very attractive window of opportunity for managing estate and inheritance, inheritance taxes. Um, that window is already scheduled to close in 2025, even if Congress doesn't take action to change it today. Um, you should you should start the discussions about you know using a thoughtful estate plan to get some assets out of your estate if you are going to be subject to um, estate taxes if the limit is lowered to you know seven million dollars or five million dollars which are some of the proposals that have been put forth by uh, by Congress and by President Biden um, and it's likely that you'll have still an opportunity to do that by the end of the year. Um, in order to avoid any change to, to, to that, to, to that, those, those exemptions. Of course, we'll know a lot more in just a few weeks. So the most urgent item is to talk about capital gains. Um, and I guess the last, the last subject I would mention is, um, taking a step back. Uh, 
when you're thinking about these taxes, you should also be considering if taxes do go higher, what are my options? What are the strategies that I can employ to manage my tax rate? Because yeah, tax rates overall might go higher, but you have control over which income bracket you are in. You have control over, in a lot of cases, over when you realize taxable income. And so um, gifting, gifting appreciated securities to a donor advised fund or to charity can help you to make a difference with your assets without realizing capital gains. Um, you know, increasing your tax-free income by investing in, in municipal bonds and other, uh, you know, tax-advantaged securities can help you to manage your taxable income. And when it comes to, uh, you know, getting the most out of your, your retirement assets, sometimes it might make sense to actually do Roth conversions and accelerate your, your, your taxes in order to take advantage of years in which you have, a, you are subject to a lower um, marginal income rate. So, for example, the gap years between when you retire and when you start to collect Social Security or when the government starts to make you take required minimum distributions from the traditional IRA. So these are all steps that you should be talking about with your financial advisor. Make sure you've got a strategy in place given what we know about taxes uh, and talk to your financial advisor about which steps you can take um, in case some of these tax rates increase. Justin, to your point, it's never too early to have that conversation to understand what your options are, to understand what kind of path forward makes the most sense given one's individual circumstance. So very fluid, a lot of considerations here. So do highly encourage our listeners, our clients, take a look at the blog for our clients, have that follow-up conversation with your financial advisor. But uh, Justin, look forward to keeping in touch on this. I'm sure we'll have some follow-up conversations. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. Again, today we've been joined by Justin Waring, Investment Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO, including the blog which Justin has been making reference to during our conversation today, should you harvest capital gains at today's rate. So for clients of UBS, you can contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about today's topic or if you would like to receive a copy of that blog directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Conversations podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. 
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.